On today's episode, I talk about my grandfather, my father's father. In a way, he started to prepare me for the intense and cutthroat industry of the retail fashion industry. I'm really excited, so let's jump right into it. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Couture Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Steele. Welcome back to another episode of Couture Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Steele, and I have to say, this podcast is and has become the highlight of my week, where I get to take a step away from being the CEO and president of my company to having the opportunity to talk to all of you about my experiences in the retail industry. And today, I want to talk to you guys about my experience in sales within my own family. It brings me to thinking about my grandfather. And that I'm talking about my, um, my father's father. His name was Floyd, but everyone called him Bucky or Buck. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that nickname came about from the name Floyd, but we're just going to go with it, and that was his nickname. But I called him Papa. Not only was I the youngest out of all of my siblings, but I was also the youngest out of all of the grandchildren he had. So naturally, <laughs> I was his favorite. I'm just kidding. I was definitely not a favorite. He did not play favorites whatsoever. He had so many grandchildren and children that he dispersed his love in so many different ways and so many different forms, and he was so generous, but not in the way that you may think in the monetary sense. He was generous with his knowledge share. The older he got, the more generous he was able to become with sharing time with the people around him. And I came into the world at a time where his life was a lot slower. Because I was the youngest, he was able to take me out to dinner once a week. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. He started working at 16 years old and never stopped. He put himself through a business trade school and that was it. After World War II, he started his own company. While he did have the help of his amazing wife, my grandmother, other family members, the man created a full-blown legacy where he inspired others in his family, his immediate family, my family, to take everything you want out of life. He did it in such unique ways. I recall the situation where we're sitting down at dinner. (laughs) He asked me what I wanted to do when I grew up, and which is a really common question to ask kids. It's a form of conversation starter. But what followed was so inspiring. And I knew it because he repeatedly told me it over and over and over again until I'll never forget it to the day I die. (laughs) He told me, or rather, he asked me the question, do you know why I always tell you don't take any wooden nickels? I looked at him and this is something my grandfather had whispered in my ear every single time he said goodbye to me don't take any wooden nickels. And he would give me a hug and a kiss goodbye. The older I got, I kept asking myself, why does he keep saying that to me? 
And so when he asked me the question, why do you think that I say that? I said, I don't know, Papa. Are there such things as wooden nickels? <laughs> and he said to me, in life, there are always going to be situations where people are going to try and pull one over on you. It's your responsibility to suss it out, examine it, to make sure that what you're getting is actually what you're paying for. You know, in sales in general, there are so many different coins for it, but you know, the dirty car salesman, right? <laughs> where where they'll say anything to you to get the best deal um, for you to spend the most money. It's interesting because being raised in an environment around all entrepreneurs, my grandfather, entrepreneur, obviously, like I just mentioned, my father, entrepreneur, brothers, entrepreneurs, my sister, and, you know, in my cousins, within my cousins, many of them are also entrepreneurs as well. It all stems from our grandfather telling us what we can get out of life when we're not taking any wooden nickels from anybody (laughs) or not allowing people to take advantage. I thought to myself, wow, this man really started training me for life at such a young age in a way where I didn't even realize it until probably a year ago, in all honesty, where he would say little things to me, or he would give me little quizzes, or he would say certain things like, sell me this quarter, (laughs) right? I mean, talk about, I mean, where, how would you even approach that? You know, something to ask yourself. And I actually vividly remember this situation. We were at a grocery store and he said to me, sell me this quarter. And he hands it to me and says, sell me it. I look at him and I'm like, I have no idea. I'm probably 13 or 14 at this age and we're doing something together, maybe checking out one of his products in the grocery store. I remember thinking, how the hell am I going to sell a quarter to someone? And I looked at him dumbfounded and I said, I don't know. I have no idea how to sell this quarter to you. And he looked at me and he said, rule number one in sales, always find out why someone would need something that you're selling or don't sell it at all. And he asked me, why would I need a quarter? What's a good reason why I should buy this from you? And I said, well, maybe you don't have any more quarters and you need this quarter because you need to park your car and you need to put it in the meter. (laughs) And he said, okay, fine, but... How are you going to make a profit on that? There's no margin on this deal. You're not making any money on, you know, an even trade. My need is that I need to fill this meter. I didn't make it to the bank. I need a quarter now. So what's your pitch? I remember looking at him thinking to myself, why in the heck is this man asking me these questions? Why is he talking to me this way? And I look back on this story now and I think about it often especially when I'm in business and I'm thinking about my products and services that I'm selling. And I think about it because immediately when someone says to you, how are you going to sell this quarter? It goes into, you know, what are the qualities of the quarter? Is it gold? Is it silver? (laughs) But none of that really matters if there's not a need or a want or a desire for it. All of these little lessons and all these little trinkets and nuggets that he instilled in me at such a young age, oh my gosh, are things that I not only have amazing memories from, but I use on a regular basis. When I think about the questions my grandfather would pose in front of me, now realizing he wasn't necessarily 
looking for a true response. What he was looking for was my level of interest in the topics at hand. All of the questions he was probing were for my benefit to get me to start on the process of thinking about what I really want to do in life and also what I'm naturally good at. While, you know, obviously I can't be certain that's what he was doing, but many conversations with him and my other relatives, that was exactly what he was doing. Growing up in that environment, being around such powerful people, questions being posed, not just how was your day at school when he would pick me up when we would go to our, our weekly dinners together, But he would ask me questions like, what was the best thing that you learned today? I remember looking at him like, the best thing? (laughs) What do you mean the best thing? You're going to learn a lot in life. And right now, that's your main focus is to learn about topics and learn about the world. Regardless of what stage you are in life, you're always going to have a huge amount of information thrown your way every day. But you have to ask yourself, what's the best thing that I learned today? Because that right there weeds out all of the nonsense that is fed to you every single day. Going back into present time, thinking about those questions that he would ask me. That question, what is the best thing you've learned all day? And it's not a question that I am in the habit of asking myself. But I think it is a question that we should all ask ourselves. Because I cannot believe, it's almost like he saw into the future and saw how much information was going to be readily available to all of us. It's weeding out all the bullshit to get to the right shit. What was the best information that you could find? Or the best thing that you learned? Because ultimately, that knowledge that you're holding on to is going to be a huge value add to your life, to your career, to your relationships. My grandfather was an extremely difficult person to impress. And it stems from how he was raised and the time he was raised. I mean, he grew up during the Great Depression. He was of the mindset of survival, doing whatever it took to survive. And eventually, he thrived (laughs) and became very successful. But I believe it was because He had no choice. He had to survive, whether it would have been in war when he was in World War II or starting his own company or becoming a father or becoming a grandfather, no matter what it was, surviving was the only option. And thriving was a benefit to surviving really well, (laughs) or so he would put. When I was in high school, I ran track. My grandfather was a sprinter. He loved talking about the days where he would smoke everyone on the racetrack, (laughs) which always made me laugh because he was this very small in stature man, little Frenchman. He would race me. This 80-year-old man would race me, okay, y'all? And every time we would do that, he would turn to me and he would say, there's always going to be someone faster than you. So you got to learn how to be smarter than them. And there's always going to be someone smarter than you. So you need to be more clever than them. And there's always going to be someone more clever than you. So you need to be more emotionally in tune than them. He would keep going and going on and on about this long laundry list of things where basically there's always going to be someone out there that is more qualified than you in life in general. But it's 
not about dismissing those hurdles that are in front of you. It's seeing those hurdles and saying, how am I going to use those hurdles to my advantage? Which is also a running reference that he would use. (laughs) Because hurdles, when you would jump up, it would create momentum for you to continue on in the race. So using those hurdles to your advantage, not only are you looking at the hurdle, like, okay, I see you, I honor you, I'm going to jump over you anyways, because if that's what's standing in my way and the only way to get to the other side is to jump, that's what we're going to (laughs) do. When I talk about my grandfather, I have this huge sense of pride and true appreciation that he was my grandfather. I feel so excited that I get to have this talking platform to share all of these amazing little life nuggets that he shared with me to all of you. But circling back to my grandfather being extremely difficult to impress, I could only imagine being his child, (laughs) let alone being a grandchild, having to or having a desire to impress a parent with whatever you're doing or impress a grandparent with whatever you're doing and you're met with, yeah, that's fine. Good job. Congratulations. (laughs) When I heard about these participation awards being passed out, I'm pretty sure my grandfather rolled over in the grave. (laughs) But um, when I think about him being so... It was so challenging for him to be impressed by anything or anyone with achievements, so on and so forth. I understand why. Because he was given zero advantage in life. I mean, none. Nil. He grew up in poverty. He was not educated in in the traditional sense. He was very educated in the world and experience and so on and so forth. But when I say he had no advantage, I truly mean that. And so when anyone in his immediate family would come to him and share some really amazing news, he would say, oh, yeah, good job. Congratulations. But would never be probably the excitement that we would crave. I know now why he would be that way and why he was so unimpressed. (laughs) Or if he was impressed, he certainly didn't show it. Because coming from nothing, he had zero advantage in life. None. And he knew, all of us and his family, we had an advantage. Because he was adamant of giving us all of the advantages in life that we needed to be successful. All of the education we could dream of. All of the knowledge share from him. Having the opportunity to travel. He would look at us and our achievements And while I can imagine he was very proud and very happy for us, he wanted all of us to do better than him, to be better than him, to accomplish more than him, because we were given advantages in life that he was never given. And I remember realizing this when I was in college and he was not doing very well. He was failing. And um, for those of you that don't know, he did pass, but He left a legacy behind him. It created this fire inside of me to also want to create a legacy and take everything that he has taught me, my father, my mother, my family, education, to really be the best in whatever I do and to go full force into it and see those hurdles, but don't let them deter you. Let those hurdles give you the momentum to continue on. While 
this episode was really fun to, you know, reminisce about my grandfather and reminisce about our memories together. I hope that you've taken a couple of his little nuggets into your own life because he would be honored to know that his legacy is continuing on through my voice to all of you through this podcast. He always said he felt like the luckiest man in the world to live the life that he created. And I know for a fact that he wanted everyone around him to feel that exact same way. He wanted everyone to feel like they're the luckiest person in the world, but was very quick to remind them that it's their responsibility to create that happiness for themselves. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. It was a true pleasure putting this together and sharing wise words from my grandfather. I hope you guys enjoyed this and I will talk to y'all next week. Thank <laughs> you.